a greener and cleaner world. That and more is what policies like the Inflation Reduction Act aim to achieve. But are our efforts being underwritten by an adversarial power on the other side of the world? In this special report, we look at how the Chinese regime could be reaping the rewards of new industries, while American citizens get buried under higher energy prices here at home. Welcome to China in Focus. I'm Tiffany Meyer. Harnessing the power of Mother Nature to fuel our lives. Green and renewable have become buzzwords for the energy sector. Spurred on by companies looking to jump on the next profitable venture and rights groups calling for a cleaner planet. The U.S. is the latest to join the trend, with the Biden administration passing the Inflation Reduction Act. It involves many of Washington's green energy deals and is labeled as something to help clean up our planet and make our lives better. But who's really benefiting? You have to look at where the money's being spent and who's in charge of spending the money. That's Rex M. Lee, cybersecurity advisor at MySmart Privacy. He notes there could be some conflicts of interest the public isn't being made aware of. I started to see a conflict of interest regarding who was in charge of these companies or who their board members were. And uh, one of the ties that I found that was a conflict of interest was uh, Andre Hines, who's the stepson of John Kerry. Uh, so getting back to how this money is being spent is obvious that the VC fund that he's associated with is obvious. Um, how much are they going to benefit from this $350 billion? He adds this isn't a partisan issue since both sides are involved. And this is not a Democrat or Republican problem. It's, it's, it's both. It's both parties. I go back to a quote uh, that uh, Eric Schmidt, he's the former uh, chairman of Alphabet and CEO of Alphabet, which is Google's parent company. And he was at an Atlantic uh, magazine conference um, and he's, he was talking about when he first came to Washington to represent Alphabet and Google, he had never uh, done that before and he didn't know really how the game was played. And he was surprised and his quote from the conference was quite shocking. Eric Schmidt had this to say, he said that Washington is a town full of incumbent politicians where the lobbyists end up writing the laws. Well, Wall Street is a familiar term. What is K Street? These are law firms that represent uh, major corporations, whether they're U.S. corporations or foreign corporations, even corporations from China, as, we, as we're learning. Um, and, and these law firms are usually uh, populated by former um, uh, advisors, political advisors for both the Republican and Democrat parties, as well as former uh, uh, legislators go to work for these law firms as well. Past examples of that corruptive influence, which started with lobby groups on K Street, Huawei, and TikTok. These were companies considered national security risks, but somehow managed to get those labels either removed or softened. A former Trump advisor, David Urban, uh, represents uh, uh, American Continental Group, which is a, a K Street law firm. They call themselves an advocacy group, and uh, they represent ByteDance. Tony Podesta represents Huawei and their lobbying efforts go directly back to the White House 
which means that it uh, they, that he has a direct line to uh, the uh, Joe Biden, the president, just like John Podesta does. And uh, Huawei, again, uh, is allowed to uh, market uh, uh, in the United States uh, as a result of having uh, some of uh, Trump and Obama's executive orders uh, repealed by the Biden administration. Those are past examples. Now, when it comes to green energy, Lee says we're seeing something similar. We just learned that John Podesta, um, is, who is also um, a former advisor to the Clinton administration regarding the environment and also the Obama administration, has been brought on to allocate the funds for the green initiative and the Inflation Reduction Act. Um, what I'm, what I can't find is any oversight in how this money is being spent and what companies are going to benefit from it. If the name Podesta rings a bell, Tony Podesta is John Podesta's brother. Tony Podesta is the one who helped lobby Huawei. Meanwhile, John Podesta is the one just tapped by the White House to lead the White House's clean energy and climate team. But Lee says there's more than just meets the eye. When you have lawmakers and their family members who stand to benefit uh, uh, from uh, $350 billion, that's over a quarter of a trillion dollars that's going to be spent on these green initiatives, then I see some issues there that need to be uh, followed up on. What does that background mean when it comes to China? There are even more players involved. A lot of people think that uh, uh, green energy means the end of the, all the oil companies like Shell, Chevron, and Exxon. No, it doesn't. They're heavily vested in green energy as well. And through lobbying, they're benefiting uh, highly from this. Uh, regarding um, um, Shell in particular, uh, their lobbying efforts are part of a $70 million investment with other companies, including AT&T in the state of Texas. Um, they, they spent about $70 million, but they're getting billions of dollars um, in benefits and tax reductions uh, as well as subsidies uh, for these green technologies. Whether they're profitable or not, these companies will make money. And this is happening with companies uh, from China. There's another concern. It's not just the profit factor, but the potential partnerships with a foreign nation, one that sees us as the enemy. The other conflict of interest that I found as well had to do with lithium refining uh, companies, one in China uh, and one in the United States. Altair in the United States is a refining company out of Pittsburgh, and they named Paul Pelosi junior to their board, who's Nancy Pelosi's son, uh, and they're a lithium refining company as well as BHR in China. Lee notes this reaches all the way up the chain to those in power. From what I understand, one of Hunter Biden's investment groups or businesses that he own, uh, owns has a 10% stake in that uh, lithium refining company out of China. If we dig into the Inflation Reduction Act and look at the numbers, a push for green makes up the bulk of the legislation, $385 billion over five years. That includes tax benefits and $40 billion in loan guarantees to promote carbon capture and clean hydrogen at electric facilities. And part of the push for green means more reliance on a certain market. China. Most of the manufacturing for green technologies is um, uh, occurring in China today. So they need power to do that. And what power sources are they using? They're not using green or renewable energy to even manufacture green or renewable technologies. They're using coal. 
uh, as their primary factor. And as they increase their coal plant production uh, in China, that definitely offsets any decreases in Western countries like Europe, uh, like in uh, Europe and uh, the United States and so forth. One recent development is California's announcement of banning gas-powered cars by 2035. While used gas cars can still be sold, all new cars will have to be electric. And since California makes up such a big percent of the car market, what happens in California doesn't just stay in California. It ripples out to all U.S. states. With California's demand for an increase in electric vehicles, manufacturers will need to boost production for lithium-ion batteries. Those require materials known as rare earth metals. Those batteries are being manufactured in China, and there's two key resources needed to manufacture those batteries. Uh, one is lithium, and the other one is cobalt. And uh, cobalt is, it becomes very concerning because we're gonna become even more energy dependent on China uh, regarding cobalt because about 95% of cobalt mining is done in Africa uh, through Chinese companies that have worked with the governments in Africa to mine the cobalt over there. So it all, all the cobalt today where this technology flows back into China. Lithium, it's very similar, but only about 62% of lithium will flow back through China as well, but it's still the majority of lithium also will flow back through China, which means we'll be heavily energy dependent on uh, China for green technologies. Most electric cars use lithium-ion batteries, and right now, China dominates that market by as much as 80%. Six out of the 10 biggest EV battery makers are based in China. And now that reliance on China for EV batteries is raising some red flags. The U.S. is trying to catch up. President Biden plans to invest in domestic lithium mining, a key material used in EV batteries. But ramping up mining is just the beginning. Lithium processing is a complicated and capital-intensive process. Research estimates it could take the U.S. years and an over $170 billion investment to catch up. Despite the cars being clean, battery production is not. Coming up, experts bring us more details on the concerns surrounding green energy, plus how the Chinese regime is undercutting our efforts to clean up the environment and what steps can be taken to reverse it. More on that after the break, here on China In Focus. reports from uh, Amnesty International and Oxford University in England. And both of them have reports on uh, exploitation in terms of uh, labor, both adults and uh, children being exploited for uh, labor in, in the mining of uh, lithium, as well as in the mining for cobalt. In particular, cobalt has been uh, cited for child labor exploitation. Uh, by, uh, by these human rights groups such as Amnesty International. Uh, the other negative impact that lithium has on uh, the environment is how it's mined. It's mined using water, and it takes 500,000 gallons of water per metric ton of lithium. So they, they use water pressure to break up all of the minerals, and then uh, they, they uh, uh, refine that. Uh, they, they discard all of the unusable minerals and collect the lithium from that. And it's, it's very hard on the environment.
Mineral mining might not impact U.S. soil, but according to an article by Yale University School of the Environment, China has poisoned parts of its land with chemicals from rare earth mining. On top of that, U.S. lawmakers have accused the Chinese Communist Party of using forced labor in the mining process. The U.S. recently passed a law targeting forced labor in China's Xinjiang region, home to the Uyghur ethnic minority group. And that law has spilled over into the renewable energy industry. Bloomberg reports that solar panels have been piling up at the border. They're being held up by this law as companies scramble to prove no slave labor was used. As for why Xinjiang, or East Turkestan as the Uyghurs call it, has to do with solar panels, according to German market research firm Bernreuter Research, 45% of the world's solar-grade polysilicon comes from Xinjiang. It's used as the base material for solar power used around the world. Another factor is coal. The solar industry has been relying on Xinjiang's cheap coal to power up processing the key material. But as demand rises, China's bound to fire up more coal plants to meet demand, raising all sorts of environmental concerns. Seemingly to combat that, the Biden administration has made a push for more made-in-America EVs as part of his recently signed Inflation Reduction Act. Zooming out, China controls over two-thirds of the global lithium processing. If the U.S. can't catch up on lithium processing, it might still need to ship the material to Asia for refining before it can be used to produce EV batteries. On top of the slave labor concerns, what else is raising red flags? I live in uh, Texas. I live in between Austin and San Antonio. And we, we experienced this firsthand in terms of the sustainability of uh, renewable and green energy because Texas has uh, built out probably one of the largest uh, uh, green and renewable infrastructures in the entire country. Uh, so we're able to, to mitigate our, our, our um, energy reliance on uh, coal plants and nuclear and, and other um, older forms of uh, or fossil fuel uh, based uh, energies. Um, and uh, if you remember in the news about a year and a half ago, uh, almost two years ago, we had a, a freeze um, where we had record low temperatures for that were sustained over a whole week. Well, as a result, our reliance on renewable and green energy um, uh, caused our grid to fluctuate beyond uh, what ERCOT, the, the uh, managing entity of our, our grid, could manage, and uh, we lost power. And it, it became intermittent power losses, but it, the net result was that over 200 people had died. So what does that mean? In terms of supporting mass populations at this point, again, I think it's, it's great to augment and or mitigate our uh, dependency on fossil fuels, but I don't think we can move over to a full green energy or renewable infrastructure anytime soon. For now, there's a kind of two-faced messaging coming out of Washington. As the United States, we need to lead in this area, but uh, where I see there's concern is the fact that uh, potentially uh, lawmakers and or their family members stand to benefit big from legislation that they have influence over and or are um, creating policy and making laws in Washington, D.C. So why is no one talking about this? Lee suspects money is involved. A lot of it's done through lobbying, uh, through K powerful K Street law firms. 
Um, and we see this with green energy technology companies, even in the United States. Uh, if you look at the lobbying efforts from the solar panel, panel manufacturers out of China, as well as the battery manufacturers out of China, you would see a lot of their lobbying efforts uh, going through K Street law firms. Given all that, what can be done? Lee says the power rests with the people. The concerned citizen needs to educate themselves and do what I do as an investigative reporter. Go to the sources for this information and find out um, uh, what's really going on. It's all out there. It's, it's in the public domain. All the lobbying efforts have to be public by law. So you can look up what companies are lobbying what laws and then write your lawmaker about these things and, and let them know. You know, if people, again, want to find out of uh, the negative impact green er energy is having on the environment, then they can go to the University of Miami and find these reports, the University of uh, Harvard, Oxford, as well as uh, uh, tap into the information that's being um, um, uh, exposed by human rights groups like Amnesty International and collect that inf information and then write your lawmakers and say, look, you're telling me that this is clean energy is good for us, but yet there's some negative uh, things going on. Um, and, uh, and hold your lawmaker accountable. Experts suggest that whatever progress we make here in the West in terms of cutting carbon emissions is undercut by China increasing its own to meet demand. As Greg Copley, president of the International Strategic Studies Association, told me last year. Uh, the People's Republic of China have, has moved, if you like, a lot of its coal-fired operations, uh, energy operations, out closer to the borders so that the pollution, in fact, uh, is largely outside of mainland China. This is their way of reducing uh, the uh, the smog and the like in Chinese cities. They move the energy production out to the borders and then transmit the energy uh, in, back into the cities. He adds that when it comes to pollution, the figures coming out of China aren't trustworthy. Uh, so nothing is plausible. Uh, in what the, the PRC says. It will announce improvements in smog controls or in climate uh, issues and, and everything else. The reality is that the PRC is disguising the reality at every opportunity. In 2019, China alone contributed over 27 percent of total global emissions. That far exceeded the U.S., the second highest emitter, which contributed 11 percent of the global total. That's according to Rhodium Group, a think tank that focuses on environmentalism and the economy and politics of China. And as we look towards protecting our planet, Copley notes there's one thing to keep in mind. And uh, if you like, prosperity of those countries by tying them to uh, fictional uh, demands for, for climate action, which Beijing, the great offender in, in uh, uh, pollution, is not going to follow. So uh, we see the West wringing its hands over climate when it should be saying we need to have a practical approach to how we manage natural or man-made uh, changes in climate and pollution and, and uh, environmental concerns uh, without destroying our economy. As for what that means in practice. I think we need balance between renewable energy uh, green energy, as well as uh, fossil fuels. I don't think it's a it's a zero sum game for one side or the other side. It's not an all or or nothing sum game to the extent that uh, consumers are being harmed 
by these companies and or a net result of having too much reliance on one energy source over the other energy source. As more countries pass legislation like the Inflation Reduction Act aiming to boost climate goals, experts note one country to keep in mind is China. Otherwise, as the free nations push for a greener planet, the Chinese regime will continue to undercut that process. And at the same time, boosting costs and hitting Americans' pocketbooks as energy prices get driven up ever higher. Not only will pollution increase, but demand could even spur an increase in slave labor and human rights abuses. If a greener and better planet is the goal, what happens in China today affects us here tomorrow. That's all for today's China In Focus. I'm Tiffany Meyer. But before you go, a quick update. Chenny Wu will be filling in for me tomorrow while I'm away. I will see you all on Saturday. As always, if you have any feedback on the show or have something you'd like to see us cover, send us an email at chinainfocus at ntd.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for watching and see you tomorrow. Shen Yun Creations, the streaming platform from Shen Yun, featuring world-class dance, past programs, and all original music. Masterclasses, behind the scenes, comedy, and more. Explore. ShenYunCreations.com